Hey everyone, thanks for checking out Campfire Stories. Did you know that you can tune into our live stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here on Spotify? That's right. You can listen to our show live every week. But Corinne, you have to tell them the best part. Uh, how could I forget? Want to join the discussion, chat around the campfire, or share your own ghoulish and ghostly story? All you have to do is download the Spotify Live app by following the link in our episode description. Nothing to be scared about. Maybe. You can sign up for free or use your Spotify login to join. Then follow Campfire Stories to get notified when our room is going live and we'll save a spot for you by the fire. So remember, you can listen to Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, or join us to share your story on the Spotify Live app available now at the App Store. You bring the stories and we will bring you the campfire. Oh my gosh, it's another Spotify Live Tuesday over here with Campfire Stories. Hello to everyone. It's so freaking fun to see you all join this live stream. I'm bringing Corinne up. Vanessa just said Sabrina's little laugh made me tear up and smile. Oh, that's really nice. I'm trying to bring Corinne up, but she has not given me the power to be the um, power person. Ah, now I'm the host. And now Corinne can come up. There you are. Welcome to the power, power person. <laughs> power the person. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait, the host doesn't sound right, but I know. Yeah. Hello. Oh my gosh. Diane, welcome. First timer. It's so fun to welcome new people. It, this is like the best. You're about to have a great time. We're all just, yeah, we're like Maria said, we're making up s'mores around our campfires and I can't wait to tell a good story. It doesn't it. Okay. Here's something that I was thinking uh, of the other day that it just blew my mind. So didn't it feel like the other day that we had Asher Grodman from ghosts on? It does feel like, like that just happened, but it, it was, just happened. Didn't it in my mind that just when happened. was it season? When was it I actually? don't, I don't know, but season two comes out September 29th. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Which like that, that, I mean, so it must've happened a long time ago. Yeah. Network TV though. They are, they go, go, go. Like they are probably, they probably started filming in July. Oh, dang. Let me see when the last, last episode of, okay, wait. So, all right. So maybe it wasn't that long ago. It says the last episode of uh, season one aired on April 21st. Okay. But we're going to have a Mm. wild end of September because September 29th is when season two airs. And then the next day is when Hocus Pocus 2 yeah. is on Disney+. Plus. <sighs> when does Wednesday come out? Because I'm so Ooh. freaking excited for that. Wednesday. They posted this hilarious video yesterday on Instagram about the Emmys. And it was so morbid. And oh gosh, she's going to... I I can't wait. Googling. Okay. All right. And thank this, goodness for Google. Well, it's honestly, not like, super helpful. It's just saying uh, premiering fall 2022. Wait, no, this was from August. Oh my God. Please, hmm. somebody help us. Yeah. If anyone knows the date for Wednesday when it releases on Netflix, let us know because I need to put that onto my calendar so I don't forget. Right. So many big things coming out. I'm so sorry. I know. And then you guys, October is truly right around the corner and I'm going out to visit Corinne in Boston. We are going to just run amok around Salem. Run amok, 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 amok. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the Sanderson sisters. Yes. we <laughs> Watch your children. We're coming for them. Children. Honestly, watch your spooky kids because I just want to take them all and I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I love spooky children. There's what if we end up, what if our, we, we don't turn into ghosts, but what we turn in is, whoa, can't speak. What we turn into is the mamas of the BEK. What if that's our destiny? <gasps> we just collect spooky kids and that's I, how BEK are born. I'm so here right. For that. Wow. I Wait, that. did you see Maria's comment? Maria said me and three friends have a s'mores maker and we're making them while listening. Oh, <gasps> 
What? I need to know more about this. That sounds And then also, is anyone else not above making s'mores over like an oven on your, in your home? Because that's what I used to do all the time. I think, I mean, I'm barely above lighting a match and just like (laughs) slow roasting it. It's like 20 matches to light, to roast one marshmallow. Is it dangerous or unhealthy to use a lighter to do that? Like does the lighter fluid somehow seep out in past the flame Mm. and are you inhaling lighter fluid? Someone tell me. Oh, air fryer. Kristen said air fryer. I do have an air fryer. Oh, Roast it over a candle. It just has like a scent of like whatever your candle is. Oh, I already broke out my I, – I almost went past fall. I'm like I'm like November scent going right now. No way. Yeah. I keep out my autumn autumnal fall scented candles all year round. As you should. Yes. That's you're reminding smell. me actually. You're going to – yeah, you're going to have the – I bet your apartment smells like my family's home growing up. Because my mom always had the Yankee candle. It was like apple, mm. apple something. And it always smelled oh. so good. It was right on our kitchen table. And half the time it wasn't even lit, but it just smelled really good. Yeah. Cause it just smells nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I I'd left and I was in college, one of my friends, uh, when we were all back at my parents' house, like post graduating and being away from a long, mm-hmm. for a long time, he walked in and he goes, Oh, your house just always smells like apples. All so good. Oh my God. I today, I told Corinne this already, but before we usually do our like business meeting every Tuesday at four and before the meeting, I was like, I'm going to go get myself some coffee. And I got myself a chai latte and I added, you guys, it was a dirty chai. So it's got coffee and I'm going to be up all night, but how many shots? Uh, I think two. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, coffee, I feel like it didn't do anything for me. Anyway, I added the apple syrup into it. And it truly tasted like apple cider chai latte. It was Yum. so freaking good. It probably was terrible for me, but I'm whatever. You know what? I feel joy from it. And I'm, I'm just trying to spark joy in my life every day. And so. too, when you go to Starbucks, like you have to go for the specialty drinks, right? Like maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I think Starbucks, just regular coffee and black coffee is trash. Okay. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts for life. Oh my gosh. I realized... I've lived here for now almost two years and there is a Dunkin' Donuts literally around the corner and I have not been to it. And so I think that might become part of my, there's like, you know, so many like bougie boutique, like coffee shops around yeah. here, which all have like probably the most amazing, like specialty brewed coffees, which mm. are like mm, so LA, but I'm a Dunkin's like nothing Dunkin girly. I'm going to go. Yes. Their iced coffee is the best. But point being is when you go to Starbucks, like who cares if the the shots of syrup are bad for you? Like that's what you're going for, right? They've got the best specialty drinks that are totally artificial. (laughs) 100%. I mean, yeah. Delicious. Delicious. And we're here for ghost stories. Mm -hmm. So let's do it. Let's show our new, um, new to Campfire Stories, Diane how this is done and um guys there's no theme tonight as we have said before let's try to find a quiet place to share your story so that everyone can hear you and that there's no weird audio glitches and technical problems so that when we post this on our regular feed it sounds wonderful yeah i'm going to i'm actually going to say that i'm going to be more of a um fly on the wall a ghost on the wall no, I was going to say I'm going to be a bit of a sound bully. Oh, because okay. because the episode that posts next week, you know, on our feed, that was the kids episode from what last week or the week before the yeah. audio. Once we got the recording back, it was so brutal that Sabrina had to cut like 15 minutes out of it. And yeah. we don't want you guys to come on here and try to suffer through the audio if it's not quite working. Yeah. And then not get to listen back to it. So. If yes. you are unable to find a quiet place, I might give you um, a polite GTF in 10 minute for <laughs> next week so yeah, that we get the, the most out of your ghost story. That's the thing is that if for some reason it doesn't work tonight, we will, we write down your name and I, mm-hmm. I truly have a purple highlighter that I highlight it with and I say bring up next week and I have it in front of me so I will remember to do that next week. Um, but that being said, let us begin. 
with. Ooh. What? Ray said, I got a weird dimension glitch story for you. Okay. Well, speaking of glitch, Corinne, you're in the speaker request, even though you're already on stage. (laughs) Oh, it's my doppelganger. It is. Who said that? Who said they had a story? Okay. Ray, you're coming up. Heck yeah, Ray. Bring them up. Bring them up. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, I love your guys' podcast. I'm here with my friend, June. Hi, Hi, June. June. Okay, so um, I'm going to put a trigger warning for suicide. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So my aunt passed away, I would say, about two years ago. And around, like, her birthday, death anniversary, some sort of, like, special holiday, she always kind of, like, tries to show her presence to me. And I usually would, like, think of it as, like, a little bit of a joke or it might be a little bit malicious. But when she was around, she was very jokester and always, like, trying to play around with us. Mm -hmm. But there was this one time we went to Six Flags, you know, just having a fun day. I have, like, all my purse, my keys, water bottle. I'm, like, the mom. I have everything (laughs) in my purse. I love that. Yeah. And then, like, we go home after a big day at Six Flags. And my boyfriend and me bought both of our cars and we're going to go drive back to my house. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't find my keys. This is so weird. Like, I can't find it. Like, did I leave it at Six Flags? I was like, no, I don't remember taking it Six Flags with me. Like, I would have seen it in my purse. Right. And then after all that searching, we're just like, screw it. We're just going to go back to my house, grab my extra car key and then come back for my car the next day. It was a whole thing. My landlord came. He basically broke down my door so I could get into my room and get my spare car keys and then go back to my mom's house and get my car key or like my car. And then we just spent like maybe 30 minutes there. And then me and my boyfriend go back to my car. I throw my bag into the back of my car and we kind of had some sort of like argument, you know, some bickering. Mm -hmm. And we drive back to my house And then we're in the back of my garage trying to figure out where we're going to go eat. It's like 12 in the morning. I'm going to go eat. And I opened my bag, which I threw in the back seat to grab my garage opener. And my keys are sitting on top of my bag. Oh, my God. So classic. (laughs) Just like I have no idea. Like I went through my own bag like a billion times. My boyfriend went through my bag. My mom, my brother, everyone went through my bag. And I texted my mom. I was like, dude, you're screwing with me. You put my keys in my bag. Like, why would oh you do gosh. that? Like, you just told me. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if you guys found it, like, just tell me. And she's like, no, we didn't do that. It and makes she me like, think that some, like, if you had driven your car, something would have happened. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. That I just thought, like, maybe she was, it was with me. divine intervention. Yeah, she was delaying you for a few minutes or however long to make sure that you were safe. Okay, I think that's a better way to think of it. (laughs) Messing with me or like she's trying to make a joke. And then I told my mom about it and she's like, you know, it's her birthday next week, right? Because the car that I have was the car that she gifted her son. Oh, So hopefully it was a divine intervention type of thing. But in my head, I was like, is this like some type (laughs) of like time glitch, dimension glitch? Like, did my keys like travel universes? Mm. Yeah, that is the question though is like when a spirit does move an object where does it go because exactly. like did it just vanish into thin air did it go into the astral plane until yeah. your aunt decided to put it back I don't know that is weird now I'm thinking okay what if you know when people live in haunted houses or are just going through haunted places and they hear like the jingling of keys or footsteps mm. what if that's just like ray your keys are taken <laughs> you're not just like walking through the astral plane not really realizing like i'm almost thinking monsters inc when they're going past all the doors that go into people's bedrooms mm-hmm. you're just like walking with the keys and that's mm-hmm. what everyone else hears through the astral plane well that happened i just threw my keys out because it totally freaked me out i just <laughs> everything I was like, I'm not dealing with that not today not ever I'm sure that was not her intention just a little prank that just, is hello so I'm funny. here it's my birthday next week <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh my god throw the whole car away <laughs> oh please not today <laughs> oh my gosh oh well you'll have to let us know if your aunt shows herself in any other ways and pulls pranks on you in the future 
Yes, of course. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Ray. Good night. Bye, you too. Great start. Great start. And you know what? The classic keys going missing. It's like keys and phones and wallets. Usually wallets are yeah. people's own faults. But <laughs> yes. Keys but it is phones, like so wild like how something deleted. can just disappear and then reappear. It's I like, know. What, how, where did you put it? Well, now it's making me think of, now that I'm all in the spooky mood for all of the classic mm-hmm. Halloween and, and ghostly spooky movies and TV shows, Halloween Town, remember? They go to that place with all of the forgotten items. The socks. Yes. All of the lost items just get yeah. blooped into Dumped this one into section. This. It's like the best antique shop ever. Oh, man. I would love that. Actually, I was in Joshua Tree this past weekend, and there's so many cool antique shops there. Did you go in? I did. I went into one. I posted a, a story and it was like these two creepy ass dolls. Oh, like, I'm sorry, but creepy, creepy as dolls. And they were like holding hands on a rocking chair. I was like, whoever works here has a sick like mind because they did that on purpose. And it's like, it was, it basically said like they had to be adopted together, basically. Oh, or ooh. not adopted, okay. purchased together. And I was like, on a scale of haunted to, haunted how haunted are these and everyone agreed they were creepy i'm also just wondering did a worker actually put their hands together or was that something that maybe these sweet little spirits are in these dolls and they're so scared and they're so nervous they're just like you know the dogs at the humane society they're just nervous nellies being like who are my new owners going to be where are we why are we here there's so many things so many people hold my hand that's a really nice thought corinne it's not what I think when I see dolls holding hands. You know, it's it's late here. I'm trying to sleep tonight. <laughs> it is quite dark. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'm going to bring up Kirby. And then after that, I'm going to bring up Diane. And Perfect. Eric said they held hands after the store closed, and now they can't get them apart. <sighs> Hello. Hi, Hi. Kirby. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell a story about one time when I was little and an angel came and talked to me. <gasps> okay. Oh, my God. Tell us everything. Okay, so I was in the car with my mom and my older brother, and I was like maybe three, and we were coming back from the circus, and I had a peppermint in my mouth. And I asked my mom for like a sip of her drink and she handed her drink back to me. That was like a cup with a straw. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I drank, I drank some of it. And then I like started making these weird noises and she turned around and I was choking like the peppermint had gone in my throat. (gasps) And so she just pulled over like literally in the middle of the road, like on a median and like got me out of the car and ran across out of the road, obviously um, into what just happened to be like a church parking lot. Um, and so then she was like, uh, doing the Heimlich maneuver on me and all these things. And it wasn't working, wasn't coming out. And I was like, blue and all these cars were driving by, but no one was stopping to help. And then finally a woman that was like eight months pregnant stopped and said, do you need help? Um, and my mom said, yes, she's choking, you know, please. So she ran inside the gym where there was like a middle school basketball game coming out or going, going on. And so while all this is happening, my mom picked me up and like shook me upside down by the ankles and it came out of my mouth. Like I was fine. God. Oh my gosh. Like a doctor and like one of the refs or something ran out and everything was fine, thankfully. But so then that night when my mom was putting me to sleep, I said that an angel came and talked to me and my mom was like, what? And, but I told her that I couldn't tell her what the angel said to me. Oh my gosh. (gasps) Chills. So then like a couple months later, she was putting me to bed again. And I said, um, do you want to know what the angel told me? And she was like, "Um, yes. And so I said that, um, the angel like an angel came to me and said, don't worry. There's a woman going to get help. You're going to be okay. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) I have chills. Wow. Gosh. Oh my, that's so beautiful. I don't really remember it like that vividly or anything, but, and it's not like I saw anything when I was little, we used to call it an out of body experience because like, I kind of remember sort of like being above the scene and like seeing it happen kind of, you know, and like I felt that there was 
something there with me that told me that, you know? That's interesting. So there's a story that we read in the Encounters episode that comes out on Thursday this week about kind of a very similar experience where a, a listener of ours was in a terrible motorcycle or terrible accident. And he was like on his bike and was thrown a very far distance and was basically dead and remembers seeing his body outside it. Like he was like looking down at the accident. That's what I always like when I was little, that's what we always referred to it as. And that's kind of like the image I get in my head now, if I think about it. And then like when I was older and like looking back on it and talked to my mom about it. And she sort of like told me the story more now, if I talk about it, I'm just like, yeah, an angel talked, an angel came and talked to me one time. Um, But yeah, like out of body experience is kind of maybe like a better explanation of like what happened. I wonder who this who this person was to you. Cause like you, you as a little kid thought that it was an angel and maybe, maybe it was, but I'm also wondering like, was this some sort of relative of yours? Like, could this have been just some sort of guardian or person in your life that and was also, in the why actual- couldn't you tell your mom what the angel said until later? Right. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I want to like go to a psychic or something, you know, and see like who my spirit guides are, you know, if it's a woman or anything. That's yeah. Well, our resident psychic Jason is in the chat. So Jason, I don't know if you, <laughs> if you hear or know or feel of the anything, vibes. <laughs> feel the vibes, let us know. Dang. Well, Kirby, we're glad that that peppermint exited your body and you did yeah. with us here today. That's terrifying to experience. So Hopefully you don't have much memory of it <laughs> and your poor mother is scarred for her life. Right. Yeah. For like years, we had to crush up all the peppermints we ate. Oh, oh. <laughs> so sad. Well, we're really glad you're okay. And also I need to know, what is your cat's name? Her name is Georgia. Um, and then now I have a new kitty too. And his name is Beast. He's a little black kitten. Oh my gosh. Beast. That is the best. Georgia and Beast. Oh, do they get along? And uh, now they do. At first, Georgia like really hated him. Georgia like has a bit of an attitude, so I sort of got Beast in an attempt to like calm her down. Oh, seeming to work. So good, good. Well, give <laughs> them big hugs from us. Well, thanks for letting me share. Thank you for thank sharing. you, Kirby. The near death experiences are just. One, they're terrifying, but also they're so fascinating how similar the experiences are, like seeing someone come to you and tell you it's going to be okay, seeing your body from like an an above or aerial perspective. Mm -hmm. It's just so fascinating. So fascinating. Also, um, an expensive recommendation, but well worth it because it will save your life. I have been seeing videos of people using LifeVax, which is a choking rescue device. And I think everyone, I'm going to buy one after this, especially is it? now hearing it. So it's basically like, um, the, it's almost like, think of like when uh, in the airplane, when like the thing comes down, when you're yeah. told like, oh, I the just air pressure it. is gone. And you uh-huh. put it over the like mask with the bag over your mouth. It's basically yeah. like that, but it suctions out. So it, instead of inserting air into you, it sucks all of it out of you, meaning it will dislodge and remove whatever oh. it should, uh, whatever uh, you're choking on. So a lot of parents have it because it's good to have it just to have or the car or yeah. to go bag or like literally always on you. Wow. Um, and it's, yeah, it's scary. I've seen some videos the people have posted from like their own cameras, like their ring cameras oh and stuff of them, you know, screaming, crying, like holding their limpless child, like oh. out in the yard, yelling for someone to help. And then like finally running and getting the life back. And oh my gosh, choking is so scary. Choking is. Did I ever tell you I once started choking on something and I was so embarrassed that I excused myself? No, I was in a writer's room, like we were eating lunch all together and I truly started choking on lettuce and I could not breathe, like I couldn't say anything and my face was like turning red and I was so embarrassed that I truly left the room, went to another room and reached my fingers into the back of my throat and pulled the piece of lettuce out of my... Oh my God. No, you're not supposed to leave. 
I know, <laughs> but I was so embarrassed. Person. It's choking and uh, drowning are silent. So everyone needs to be on the lookout yeah. to help people. Yeah. It's scary. All right. Uh-huh. I'm going to bring up Diane and then after that, Nina. I'm like, why is choking so embarrassing? Yeah. Why is it? I don't know. Hello. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me all right? We can. Yes. What is your kitty's name? That is Noodles, but he does not <laughs> recognize his name. He only <laughs> responds to Meow Meow. Meow Meow. meow. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it almost feels like he's doing it to prank everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it can only be in a high pitched tone. Like he won't respond to meow meow. It has to be meow meow. (laughs) Yeah, I know. He's weird. (laughs) He comes running right now. Yeah, he's staring at me like, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, Diane, welcome. This is your first time here. We're so glad to have you. Yay, it is. Longtime listener. Thank you so much for getting me through grad school. I just listened to Campfire Store or to two girls on ghosts the whole time. So I love you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Wait, so are you done with grad school now? Did you graduate? I am. I am. Thank you. What are you studying grad? Uh, It was atmospheric chemistry. All right. Well, that's over our heads. (laughs) (laughs) It went over mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot relate, but congrats. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of the atmosphere, I have a creepy story that takes place in the sky it's um we believe it's an alien abduction story (gasps) but it's a great mystery in my family and yeah i i would love to tell you about it oh my gosh we are so excited to hear okay so my uncle who um is my uncle by law so he's married to my aunt um he would go to mexico really frequently uh since we live in southern california it's like really easy to go so in 1990, uh, he went on a trip to Mexico with his sister, and because there were no cell phones back then, or maybe there were, I don't know, but because landlines were more abundant, uh, he calls his mom, and he's like, hey, mom, we're heading back to California. We should be there in, like, X amount of hours, and his mom's like, okay, cool, so, you know, the family's back in California expecting my uncle and his sister to get back mm-hmm. at a certain time, and so my uncle and his sister decided to take a shortcut. So the shortcut is called El Espinazo del Diablo, which means the devil's backbone. And it's a very treacherous mountain road. It's uh, it's known to be very dangerous. Hundreds of people have died there. Um, and Gosh. there's also, yeah, there's also a lot of um, like, what do you call it? Like criminal activity that goes on there because mm. it's so rural, secluded, mm. like they grow like poppies and marijuana and all, to- all sorts of like crime is going on. So, you know, not only is it dangerous because of like the weather conditions, the wildlife, the crime, it's also just like really spooky. And yeah, yeah so like legend has it that the reason it's called the devil's backbone is because when the archangel Michael like threw the devil from heaven, the devil was said to have landed there, and like that oh. his back, yeah, and that his backbone that is like quite the legend, right? And that his like backbone had created the Sierra Madres. So, anyways, just setting the scene of like where they were. So they're driving down um, this like creepy road, and they it's like dark, and they're just listening to the radio, trying to have a good time. And the radio starts to, you know, start to kind of like go in and out, make staticky noises. And do y'all remember like those radios where there was like a knob and if you like turn it really fast, all the stations are like. Yes. Yeah. So it was it started to do that really fast. Like all the stations were changing and they're like, okay, that's weird. But we're in the mountains. So maybe that's why. And so they see this object in front of them and it's getting bigger and bigger and my uncle's like he's driving he's like do you see that in front of you and his sister's like yeah that's really weird and as the object's getting closer they say it was like this weird bell-shaped object and that it had a little window and it was getting so close that they could see a window in the object and they're just like what the hell and sorry I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss um and then (laughs) it's fine And so then uh, suddenly like a bright light comes from that window and it just completely envelops them like 100% light, just super bright. And then 
nothing, just gone, nothing at all. Like that was it. And their driving memories wiped gone. (laughs) And there's like driving the radio's back on everything's normal. And they're like, that was super weird. But whatever, let's just get home. So they get home. And when they get there, total pandemonium, complete chaos, like the mother is, you know, at her house expecting them or you know, so they thought, and their whole family is there for some reason. Everyone's crying. Everyone's freaking out. And when they get there, they're just like, where were you? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? We're here when we told you. They're like, no, you've been oh, no. gone. And he's like, no, like we, you know, maybe we had a little bit of traffic, but, you know, we, we got here when we told you we would. And they're like, do you understand like how worried we were? Do you understand how long you've been gone? And so my uncle's super confused and they tell him that he's been gone for like over 70 something hours. <gasps> and he's like, what? Oh. yeah. And he's like, no, you guys are pranking us. Like you guys are full of it. Like what is going on? And it wasn't until like another family member pulled up the newspaper and like showed him the date that it like set in that they'd been gone for 70 something hours. Like they've been gone oh, for several days. Our abduction. Oh my God. Yes. And so oh my, my uncle's gosh. just kind of freaking out. And apparently, you know, while they were gone and they were missing for a while, um, the mother, I don't know how they did this, but I guess because they're American citizens, even like some federal agents like went over and they were flying helicopters like along that road to try to locate the bodies or the car or anything because they're like, okay, this is like now a recovery mission. We need to recover their bodies. And they didn't, they didn't find anything. So, you know, the whole family assumed that they just, you know, they had a terrible accident on that road. Yeah, it's not like, uncommon. Does that mean the car disappeared too? Like, like that means they everything. the car. I guess so. Yeah. Ooh. They didn't find anything. And so my uncle and his sister were just like completely shaken. And the only thing that, you know, indicates like that something had happened is that my uncle has a hole in the base of his neck, like at the base of his skull. And it's like a really deep hole, but it's in the shape of like a perfect triangle, a perfectly no. triangular hole at the base of his skull. And Did that appear <laughs> like right away. Oh, and well, yeah, did they do? Did they do like a full analysis of like medical rundowns after? Um, I'm not sure about that, but that hole has caused him like somewhat like problems. Uh, for example, like when he's really angry or when he has high emotions, it really aches and it hurts him. So like I just have all these memories whenever my uncle's like upset or, you know, high emotions, he's always like rubbing the back of his neck, but he really oh doesn't gosh. like to talk about it. So it's kind of like a hush hush story because he does not like to discuss it. He doesn't like when people touch the back of his head. He doesn't want anyone to like go back there, look at it, anything like he is terrified of the story and we don't talk about it around him, but it's yeah, like, I mean, that's we speculate horrifying. a lot. Yeah. Especially to like have no recollection, no memory, and then have these repercussions and like side effects from an experience that you don't have any memory from, I'm sure is extremely terrifying and traumatic. Yes. I don't want to talk about either. I know. Um, but he has five daughters and, you know, they always want to ask about it, but he doesn't talk about it. But one of those daughters was the only one who was born after the fact. And she claims that she feels really different from her other sisters. Oh. And she thinks it has something to do with the fact that her dad was abducted before, you know, she was born and she feels really different. Um, and she's, she's told me that. She thinks she is like she jokes about it, but she's like, I'm I'm kind of serious. Like I she's told me like I've met humans who appear to me and then they are like not human. They're like really creepy or a lot of creepy stuff has happened to her. But that's like an, a whole other set of stories. Oh, my but gosh. She's oh. really convinced that it has to do with her dad somehow. OK, well, we need to know those stories. You're going to have to email us or come. Back we'll do. Us oh, my gosh. Yeah. I know. I'm so curious. I'm like. What, what, ha- I'm just thinking, I mean, I, I am obviously not a medical expert, but <laughs> I'm just thinking about like brain chemistry and how DNA can like change over time and what could have happened 
to him there and like his cell structures like what could have happened for him to have this daughter who basically i guess sees the aliens living amongst us yeah i don't know but like the people that she's described are nothing like any description of aliens i've heard of it's like very scary very terrifying so i will definitely have to email you those whoa oh my god you should also i know he doesn't want anything to touch the back of his head, but I just am so curious if you were to take like a little, you know, like the the plug that you put into like an amp or something instead of putting it into. <gasps> what are oh you? my God. Like, what if it's... you download information? Like what if it's a speaker? Oh my God. That no, that's really scary. Like he, that could be like the, Oh my God. That what I've that never thought of it that way. I know I believe you, but I'm just imagining you, Corinne, trying to be like, hey, do you mind if I like Excuse test me, this Sarah, out real I just quick? Have, <laughs> you just have to get behind you for a moment. <laughs> oh my God, that's so scary. Do I don't know. But if he's some if he's some like radio frequency conduit now between uh, their world and us. Maybe that that family, like, I mean, my family, they're very haunted. Like, there's so many experiences that have, like, stemmed, I feel, from that particular abduction. So it's like, yeah, I could write so many books about it. So I will have to email all of those to you. It it goes throughout. Please please do. Diane, I am so glad you came tonight and we're able to share your story because this was, I mean, I... I need to know more. Yeah, <laughs> I will email you a lot more. Please, okay, please amazing. do. Thank you right, so much. Say two cards. Yeah, thank you. Line, so I get to read them today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wipe it Sounds good. out from underneath. <laughs> thank you. Thank All right, you. bye. Thank you. Bye. bye. <laughs> Ariel oh goes, tonight's intrusive thoughts brought to you by Corinne. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to bring up Nina. How are we just going to move on from that? I don't know. Cause I don't know how to, how else to process the like triangle shaped hole in his skull. It's being oh, gone for three hey, days. Hi, Nina. Oh. Oh, I can't, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Cool. We're so happy uh, to have you. I'm happy to be here. I don't know how I'm going to follow that but it'll be fine (laughs) well you can start by telling us who is in your profile picture which appears to be a doggo yeah that's ghost Ghost. (gasps) stop it (laughs) okay well ghost has the cutest little smile are you kidding oh yeah don't let him fool you though (laughs) (laughs) but we love him it's okay oh my gosh i love that name so cute all right. Well, what are your encounters? What are your campfire stories for us? Well, what's funny is I literally just emailed you guys like a couple days ago. But um, so I'm going to pull that up so I don't forget anything. Um, my friends call me like a lightning rod for paranormal activity. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, man. Like, uh, exorcisms, possessions, dolls, aliens, <laughs> demons, all the things. Oh my gosh. So, um, I kind of just picked one that was, it's a little bit long, but I think you'll enjoy it. I can't wait. (laughs) All right. So cool. So this is when I was a junior in my undergrad degree. So like 2018 ish. Um, I went to a small liberal arts college and we lived on are in an apartment on campus. So I lived with four of my friends. Um, I'll just rename them. Um, Emery, Kaylee, Kylie, Casey. I know those are all like really similar names, but (laughs) it is in real life. We'll follow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) um, So our apartment had like a living room. Like as soon as you walked in the door, there was a living room and a kitchen. And then there was a small hallway to the left where my room and Emery's room were. And then there was a longer hallway to the right where my other three friends were. So unlike like most of the buildings on this campus, this apartment was brand new. But I mean, that doesn't really mean anything. No, (laughs) but 
it's, it's kind of funny that it happened at, at this one. I mean, I did live down in like one of the oldest ones too. And my room just so happened to be one of the ones where someone had died in. So, you know, naturally. Uh, <laughs> but that's probably another email for another day. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all like hanging out in our living room uh, with our guy friends that lived across the hall. And my friend Casey, my roommate, she comes in the, the door and she's like freaking out. So we're like, what, what is going on? She was like, I'm, I was on the stairwell and I ran into someone. You know, he was he was pretty tall. He was wearing black pants. He had a black hoodie. And I, I ran into him like really hard. So like she just kept repeating that. She's like, I ran into him so hard. And she turned around to say, sorry, you know, Midwest. Nice. Um, she turned around <laughs> to say, sorry. And he was gone. Um, so we're like, you know, maybe he's just a really fast walker. Maybe he didn't want to talk to you. Maybe you're too pretty. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> But like she just kept saying like I but I but I hit him like so hard like I don't know how he wasn't you know pissed off of me. <laughs> um, so we move on and like a couple uh, weeks later, um, I got home before everyone else and we usually kept our uh, front door open. Just because it was on campus, there were security guards. No one could get in. We had guy friends across the hall. So I hope like true crimers don't come for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but our door was usually open so we could, you know, say hi to people. And so I opened the door and I went to my room and I hear a, th- uh, a thump. And then I I hear the, the kitchen stool like pull out like someone was Ooh. sitting there. So I called out like I was like, Emery, because she was the next person to get home after me and she didn't answer. So I was like, uh, hello, <laughs> and didn't answer again. So I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that's weird. So yeah. I, I go to my door and I look around the corner and at the kitchen table, there is a man like sitting there. Oh, my he, gosh. His side profile is to me and his hands are like folded in his like his hands are folded and his head was like resting on his hands. Um, it wasn't like a black form. It wasn't like an apparition. It was a person, like a straight up person sitting there. Okay. Or uh, did you think it was an intruder? I, at first. Yeah, I did. Um, but he was wearing the same exact thing that my friend, oh. that, that the guy was wearing. Oh, so I was like, maybe he came to talk to her. Um, so I was like, Hey, like, she's not here if you're looking for him. And he, yeah. still, he still didn't answer. Oh my, it's so, so unsettling. Right. So I'm like staring at him and I'm like, hello. So I'm starting to get like pissed off and scared. And I told him, I was like, you need to leave. And I look at him and he starts tapping his foot. Like, like he's the one that's getting mad. Right. <laughs> So I like ran into my room. I locked the door. I grabbed something I could fight with. I called, like I dialed 911. I was about to call it, but then like I felt like this relief, you know, like something had been taken off my back. So I I opened the door and I looked and he was gone. Wow. Um, Okay. This is so he comes with a very heavy presence, so heavy that when he runs into your friend, it feels like a solid mass that she's smacking into, and that basically felt like it was on you too, right? Yeah, and like, but I, I mean, I wasn't touching him, but yeah, I don't know. I thought it was he was like like, very physical, like you could see and experience and feel, and like he looked like a human. Totally. I thought he was like a, I thought he was a real person sitting there. Like I thought yeah. I was going to fight for my life. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Yeah, I'm running for the prep pepper spray. <laughs> yeah. But like, that's, that's the last time we saw him like physical form. But like after that, um, I had a steel cross that flew across the room. My desk chair would swing out on its own. We had clocks in the um, the living room. They fell off the wall and they landed straight up, like not 
on their side. It's like straight up facing you. What? So we called, I'm not real, I'm not religious anymore. I grew up Catholic, but we called the priest because we're like, what is this thing? Like, yeah. Um, and he was like a traditional priest. And if you know anything about like Catholicism, ghosts really like aren't a thing. But so and yet, he was and yet like, demons are, and then they do. Right? It doesn't make any sense. I, yeah. I could go on and on and on about. It. <laughs> but like, so that's was, for another podcast episode, <laughs> right? So he was he's traditional, even though he was pretty young. So he was like hesitant to begin with, but we were like so afraid. We're like please help us. So he came, he did his thing. It was like five minutes and we're sitting there talking. And all of a sudden I feel my side burning. Like something was scratching me. No. Oh God. So I I said like, ow. And everyone like snapped their head and looked at me and they're like, what? And I was like, "Mm, you know, nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they're like, you don't just say ow for nothing. So I, <laughs> I lifted up my shirt and there was three red marks like across my side. No, and no. Everyone just starts running, like screaming, running <laughs> down the hall. Um, I can picture it perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Screaming, running down Meanwhile, the hall. Meanwhile, it sounds like you're, you're like staying cool (laughs) you're like don't mind me just got scratched by a demon and everyone else is running away i was like i don't know where you guys are running from Uh, (laughs) you're the marked one everyone else is fine oh my god but yeah i I met everyone in the lobby and and, uh my one of my friends he's kind of a jokester he was sipping a beer like long before he was supposed to be drinking beer but whatever uh the priest was still like in the lobby. Like he hadn't even gotten out of the building at that point. And he drinks. Can I ask, did the priest also (laughs) run and run away? No, he was like down the hall at this point, but um, we met him in the lobby after everyone started running. He was like, what is happening? And we told him and my friend takes a sip of his beer. He's like, I'm going to swear. I hope that's okay. He's He's like, I'm sorry, Father Fryson, but this shit is <laughs> fucked. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I hope that wasn't too long, but no, Marge, that wasn't. I'm well. First of all, I'm so sorry you experienced this. What happened afterwards? Did you have to continue living there? Oh yeah, uh, we lived there. He he continued to uh, torment. Casey the most just because I think he could get the most fear like reaction mm. out of her um we named him Cornelius we don't know why but <laughs> if I had it my way we'd just call him Brett because that's how he acted <laughs> but I mean we lived together senior year too and he, they didn't follow us so at least we got that's that <laughs> well now it makes me wonder if like whoever moved into that place after you lived there like what did they experience uh we tried to get um to see if the the people had same experiences as us um and they're like no not really what the heck (laughs) you guys had such intense and terrifying experiences the fact that other people were like what are you talking about that's so frustrating it feels like targeted like i said big brat Big brat. Yeah. <laughs> Huge Double brat. B. Yeah. Big brat. Big B. He was so annoying. I can't even like. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, good riddance. I'm glad yeah. that he didn't follow you after that place. Yeah, me too. I know. Thank God. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my gosh. You've been scratched by an entity. I cannot believe it. In the email, I sent you a picture of it. So it's there. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just okay. had crazy deja vu. Uh, I've experienced this moment before. Well, That's weird. I really, seriously, so many people say that when I talk to them. <laughs> I really? Like I don't like it. Yeah. Nina, I think you're just living many different lives in many different timelines. And you're crossing paths with all of us. Yeah. Honestly, and maybe your current sad. self is having the same conversation just 20 minutes before your your present one. And so you're... Everyone's getting deja vu. Well, that's freaky, though. 
That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> that is weird, though. Yeah, that's really weird. weird. Yeah, deja vu is weird. But I like as it was happening, I was like, I swear this has happened before, and then it just kept unraveling the way that like I, I knew it would. That's super strange. Just the yeah. last couple of sec, like not like not the whole story, but just like saying you attached a photo in your email. Ew. Sabrina, were you the man in the hood astral projecting? What if? What if you were this entity? I am the man in the hood and I'm a terrible entity. I'm sorry. I was so rude to you. Oh my God. Well, that's so, it's so funny too that I got pulled up because that story happened five years ago today. <gasps> Ew. Okay. Well, this is really freaking me out now. <laughs> oh my Yeah. Like gosh. I just had it like Snapchat memories. I got a picture of the priest. No. Oh. Oh, okay. No. That's oh, weird God. timing. <laughs> Maybe there's like a weird glitch of things happening right at this very moment. We're going to cause like a mass possession yeah. or like some crazy paranormal things going to happen to all of us. So everyone, well, hold on to your butts. Prepare yourself. Pulling yeah. the collar. Yeah, of Karina is like really going into her turtle shell. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, 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 the like crazy wake up. I don't like this. That's me right now. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck is this? Well, Nina, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Um, we loved hearing your story and hope you have a great night. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, Nina. You know how it's like people say I've been touched by an angel. You think you've been touched by a demon? No, I love, I, I like just want Nina to like walk around like when someone says that and say, well, yeah, I've been scratched by a demon. <laughs> it's the new saying. <laughs> um, okay, wait, something happened like 30 minutes ago in the chat and I want to just call it out because what we happened? have a new discovery, Kirby, mm-hmm. who was choked, choked in her story, yeah. um, said, wait, you guys, my grandma did die while choking when she was home alone before <gasps> I was born. So could it be that the angel, angel she saw was this grandma who wanted to make sure her grandbaby didn't oh go gosh. the same way she did? Oh my god. And wasn't alone and terrified when it was happening. Wow. I just got chills. I kind of it's so sad, but I also love that now she's Watching out after everyone. Um, Ooh. I want to have like a short, uh, nice one. We that have a I couple. Can go to bed after this. <laughs> we have a couple. Let's see. Not um, have nightmares? Maybe. Maybe. Anybody? I think Nicole. All right, I'm gonna invite Nicole. Up. Okay. Hi, Nicole. Nicole's like, there's a demon oh. in my. Hi, Nicole. <laughs> Hi. This is so exciting. <laughs> I've been waiting for a couple of weeks now and it's finally time and now I'm nervous. Yay. <laughs> no, oh, don't no. be nervous. Well, let's start with what is your cat's name? Her name's Molly. Hi, Molly. I call her Mo. <laughs> Mo, oh, so I love cute. that. Yeah. Um, so I will try to make this really short. Like I said, it is pretty short. Um, I do have other stories, but I just need to, to take the time to... Um, write them down and send them to you. But um, mm-hmm. so I will try not to get emotional because this is um, pretty recent. Um, my dad, he passed away in June. Um, oh, uh, yeah, it was a pretty, he had cancer and it was pretty uh, quick. Um, but um, the night before he passed, I was on the couch and um he was, um, we had a hospital bed in our living room and I was taking the shift to, you know, just make sure he was okay. Um, uh, I, um, have seen things before. Um, sometimes it's like a full apparition or sometimes it's, um, just like a shadow, um, shadow person. But, um, so it wasn't a surprise that I, I saw something, but I, I all of a sudden woke up and, it obviously scares me a bit, but I, I swear I saw something. Um, I, you know, it startled me and I tried to go back to sleep, but I just couldn't. Um, and then I noticed my dad's breathing was a bit off. 
So oh. I'm like, that's weird. Like I'm, and my mom's a nurse. So she was in the other room. Um, so I went to get her. I'm like, you know, something's off here. I think his breathing isn't, it's not right. Like something, I just feel like you know, need to check on him. Um, she yeah, came, yeah. looked at fine. Um, she said, she said it was fine. And she was going to take the, the, the rest of the night for me so I could go back and to my room and go to sleep. So I did that, but I still had this feeling that, I don't know, I just couldn't pinpoint it at that time, but I did. I went back to sleep and then the next morning he had passed. Um, so, uh, you know, again, at the time I didn't really think anything of it, but I went to see a medium and she basically said, you know, I think this was, you know, either if it was someone, you know, taking my dad with him or maybe it was my dad, but some presence was there to let me know that I needed to go and that my mom needed to be there because my dad, mm-hmm. you know, he's a pro man. He didn't want his daughter to basically, you know, see him go, yeah. go that way. So I feel like it was, I was meant to wake up. I was meant to see whatever, if it was my dad or if it was another loved one, I feel like it was, you know, the right moment for me to do that and everything, you know, as much as he did pass, he was suffering. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I, so, you know, I truly do looking back at it. I do think it was him and his way of, you know, sending me so he could, he could go because he was ready to go. Yeah. Oh, well, Nicole, I'm so sorry. That's so sad and such a hard thing to go through. But yeah, I 100% believe he was trying to get a message out to you and tell you like the the idea that he wanted you to go get your mom so that she could be with him and that you weren't there in his final moments. Right. And that you're, you're still his, you're still his baby and he wants to protect you. Right. You know, like there's still a, a, level of parenting that happens in that moment too, where it's like protecting you as much as he can from something that he also doesn't have total control over. And I think that's really special as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely think, you know, he was still protecting me, you know, in his moment of weakness, I feel like, you know, I do still have those moments where like, I'm like, I wish I stayed like, why didn't I stay? a pit in my stomach but um yeah I truly do feel like it was meant to happen that way because again the medium she she did say like if I stayed he probably would have tried to hang him on longer and yeah. that would obviously have been fair to him so yeah yeah anyway yeah. like I said I have so many other stories that I won't get into but that one it just it was a recent moment that I like I knew for sure that it was, I mean, it's not obviously a happy story, but it is, um, I don't know. It just, it's, uh, it makes me feel, uh, you know, a bit of comfort, I yeah. guess. Right. Yeah, it's a definitely. reminder that the paranormal isn't always, you know, like demons and, and scary things that are out to get us. Right. It's like oftentimes people that love us and are a big part of our lives and are, just whether it be in their control to project their energy around us, or if they're um, just accidentally visiting, like sometimes yeah. we just have such strong connections to people yeah. that we still remain connected to them, whether or not they're physically in flesh and blood bodies here or in their own astral beings around us. So thank you for yeah. sharing. We're very yeah, thank you, Nicole. I, like I said, I'm so excited because I have been waiting for weeks and I'm like, I have lots of stories here. Please pick me. Oh, well, we're so glad that we were able to bring you up tonight and we would you love to, to hear your other stories. So come again and also please email them to us. I will. And I keep on telling everyone about the podcast. So I'm spreading the word every chance I get. Pyramid scheme. You're, you're uh, promoted. You've gone up one level you're so much closer to having a what's our like electric green ghost car ghost car yeah that's what you'll get (laughs) thank you so much nicole thank you nicole you You know what i realized i think sven is like the top like sven is our cult leader at this i think you and i are the bottom (laughs) (laughs) 
we're the bottom feeders. We're like, just like I think we have the least control out of every everything. Oh yeah, we we have learned we really don't control anything. No. Um. Well, this has been very fun. Thank you, everyone who came to listen. Thank you to everyone who came to share their stories. And as a reminder, please keep coming back every Tuesday. We are here. We want to hear your stories. And also, if you don't, maybe you're too shy or you would rather email, please email your stories to us. And you guys know the email, two girls, one ghost podcast at gmail.com. You're like lifers. I feel like everyone here doesn't need to hear the spiel. You know. No, um, everyone knows. We're all here. Everyone together. knows. We love you all and hope you have a great evening. And we will see you, see you on, on the other side. side. Bye. And go to Discord. Very spooky. Thanks again for listening. Here's a reminder that you can catch Campfire Stories live on Spotify every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And if you want to join the conversation or share your ghost stories with us, just download the Spotify Live app available in the App Store now and sign up for free. You can even use your Spotify login. Easy. Every Tuesday, we're chatting with you about all the ghostly and spooky encounters and haunted happenings that leave us shivering at night and unable to sleep. Hence the campfire. So download Spotify live for free today and follow Campfire Stories to get notified every time we light the fire. We cannot wait to hear your ghost stories.